Hi, I wanted to do another episode today, talk about a scandal that's happening in gymnastics right now. Um, it's the UCLA gymnastics scandal. It's essentially, there's a gymnast on their team that said some racist stuff. Some of the other gymnasts on the team tried to hold her accountable for it, and she did the very white person manipulative thing to do, which is to, like, say that she wanted to kill herself, um, to like bring off all the heat on her and the coaches totally fell for it who are all white they all like said like oh we can't um they were basically just let this whole situation devolve um where for months like all of the gymnasts were super uncomfortable because the coaches told them that they couldn't like hold her accountable they couldn't say anything to her they had to be nice to her because she had mental health problems and she was struggling um And then after a few months of things never getting better and her continuing to say things that were racist around women of color on the team, um, they tried to talk to her about it in a meeting and it didn't go well. And she like transferred herself to another school. Um, And like the the bigger thing with this situation, like this situation was horrific. Like um, some of the gymnasts, did a podcast recently talking about it. If you look up Margazetta Fraser's name on Twitter, um, her name is spelled M-A-R-G-Z-E-T-T-A. Um, even just putting in, like, um, UCLA gymnast, her name will probably come up. And um, that has a link to the podcast. It's her and her teammate, Sakai Wright, talking about everything that's happened. And the team, the coaches have been deplorable, just... And the reason why I think this is... Not only is this a big deal whenever this happens in NCAA gymnastics, but it's an even bigger deal, I think, in the gymnastics community because it's UCLA. And UCLA had this, like, reputation of being this school that people went to that was, like, always good and happy and wonderful. Um... They had a head coach named Valerie Condos Field for, like, almost 30 years, and she retired a couple years ago. Um, the coaches that are all in the staff were all people who worked there when she was there. So the system that is in place now is very much her system still. And, but, like, she was known as, like, this place that, like, former elite gymnasts who had been abused by, like, the elite system or their coaches or both would go to her school and, like, learn how to love gymnastics again. Like, that is a general thing that tends to happen a lot with, like, elite gymnasts, with MCAA gymnastics in general, because the, like, skill level is a lot less in um, NCAA. You compete a lot more, but you also are, like, legitimately part of a team. Like, you live together, you go to class together, you work out together, you... um, train every day together you really like bond in that way and so a lot of gymnasts at the elite level who like tried out for the olympics and didn't make it or did make it or whatever they like get to really experience that with other people and really find like enjoy it instead of it being gymnastics being as stressful as it is at the elite level um but like ucla especially was known for that and the last couple years last like four or five years 
they've had like a routine every year go viral and it's always a black gymnast last year they even had like a black excellence meet after the black lives matter movement happened in 2020 and but it was watching that was very uncomfortable for me because I always felt like it was very performative but I supported the like black gymnast taking the opportunity to do that but it still felt like the school was like gaining off of it because the school was like picking these specific routines to go viral um by putting it out there for people to see in a very cultivated way so that that would make the school look good so people would want to go there and help get like high level recruits to their school um but like there's been stuff out there about UCLA for like every really ever since I started watching gymnastics that showed that there's there's not some not there hasn't been good stuff happening there for a while but people were just too like like I feel like this is another story of when somebody is using like when the story of a college uh, like marketing their school and why like top level recruit should go there is by saying like we are the good place like we are the place you can go where your your coaches will treat you well and you won't deal with like bullying or abusive kind of tactics like you did in with your other other coaches or in the elite system um we are diverse uh we accept everyone from like every background there are no like racist problems like acting like your school is like perfect like you're the messiah of NCAA gymnastics is a huge red flag and because like why are you doing that like if you really are like that you wouldn't be marketing yourself so aggressively in that way um you would be because you'd be much more grounded about it like to compare UCLA to another school my favorite college um in the NCAA is um Florida actually the schools that are like top schools for gymnastics right now are definitely not the top schools for like other sports which I think is funny when like ever since getting into it figuring out which ones it is but Florida or like University of Florida is a very is a top top school that's always getting like they have like a ton of former elites on their team every year um the top schools always get like former elites and like the highest level 10 which is a level right underneath elite um at their school and like that school their coat like you can tell from when they show how they show up to meets and how they compete that the gymnasts seem to genuinely get along (coughs) like you don't see like weird problems like that kind of showing up in their competitions um because they always seem happy and excited in a way like even though the last few years they had like haven't won like a national title in a while none of the gymnasts really seem like upset about that or like overly upset like there are certain schools that are very like focused on that and you can tell when they come they don't come away with that are more disappointed but with this school and like this school has had isn't perfect and they don't act like they're perfect that's like the thing that I enjoy 
is that like during 2020 like um there was a trainer at their school that uh, wasn't listening to like a former black student about about the fact that her that she needed to do less training in a certain way or else she would get injured and she ended up getting injured and like the coach listened to her when she brought it up and talked about why this was a problem and that person was fired from their staff and ever since then they've like made this con con like concerted effort it seems just from like the little things that we do see from the gymnasts to um focus on equality which includes like black lives matter and everything but they don't make it like their entire like team brand they're not telling people come to this school because we're doing this or acting like they're the best or acting like they're perfect or acting like they don't make mistakes because like uh, honestly like a lot of times in college there's a especially in gymnastics um a lot of high level like gymnasts and elite end up being homeschooled or miss a ton of school if they do end up getting a degree from a public school because of how many hours you have to compete or have to train and all the competitions and stuff and um and a lot of times a lot of people who do gymnastics are really well off which can mean that sometimes your parents can be more conservative because of how expensive it is to pay a coach to train you at a high level where you end up on like a top um NCAA women's gymnastics college team and so there are some people that will show up to college and say like things that are racist or or whatever without understanding why that is wrong and so it's not saying that that stuff never happens but it is saying that when that stuff does happen to try to take the time to sit down and explain to the person what why what they said is hurtful and have it not be like an attack um and have it not be covered have the coaches not just act like it never happened to not cover it up to be honest about it to try to have the have the team like work through it instead of telling like the gymnasts that are upset about what is being said about them to like get over it like what has happened recently with UCLA um like because that stuff is going to come up sometimes when you have people going to school it's just going it's going to it's just a matter of how you deal with it so like Florida every year they do like an equality meet and they have like four or five gymnasts that always kneel during the national anthem and um and for every like competition they go to and they and like the there you can tell that they are like there's a culture at that school where everyone at every level is like open and safe in order to do that because like when they first started doing that last year um like kneeling during the national anthem there was a there's like two girls that were freshmen last year that started doing it and like the way that and like when you're a freshman at a college you're very new everyone is still getting to know you and you're like still like figuring out who you are and showing more of your personality to your gymnast so the fact that like a couple freshmen 
were feeling secure that they could like kneel during the national anthem and know that none of the coaches would like use that against them as a reason to not put them in to lineups or none of the other gymnasts would get mad at them or anything like that is one of those like things that I say shows that I think that that school is doing okay when it comes to this stuff that they have like a healthy outlook of they know that this stuff is going to come up but they'll deal with it within the team when it does in a healthy way instead of just gaslighting people and acting like it's not there and not dealing with it um just because of that like that's a clear thing that I can look at to see a sign that like if a freshman feels comfortable doing that then that is a sign that that is like a healthy program um and so in the last few years UCLA and another school Alabama were two that people looked at as like oh these coaches are so great they talk about how much they take care of their gymnasts and and don't fall into like the abusive patterns of the past and both of them have had huge scandals in the last couple years horrific things about them covering up like racist problem like racism problems within the team there was a girl tia kiaku k-i-a-k-u who during like everything during the black lives matter movement in the summer of 2020 came forward and said that she like ended up um like quitting the Alabama gymnastics team because there were girls and there is an assistant coach and a couple girls on the team that would call her and the other black gymnasts like slurs and make jokes re- revolving around that slur that you're we're never supposed to say and um she brought it up with the coaches and wouldn't drop it and it was really bad like the head coach like called her mom and basically called her a slut and was like do you I heard rumors that she's sleeping with a lot of uh, different men and it's like why would you call a gymnast mother and basically slut shame her when she is just trying to get her assistant coach and her other teammates to understand why calling people the slur about black people you're never supposed to say is wrong instead of acting like it's not a big deal and gaslighting her and all the other gymnasts on that team that are not white when they say that they don't like that like what are you doing and like the craziest thing about that story is that the coach um, I never liked that coach, so I always felt like I could tell that there was something off about her. I don't know why. I just didn't like... I never liked her, even though literally everyone else that I've been friends with in, like, the kind of women's gymnastics, like, you know, fandom world, um, they pretty much all liked her, but I always just didn't like her. And they all thought realized that I was right after this story came out, but... Um, that coach is named her name is Dana Duckworth she is on Alabama like universities diversity and inclusion like board <laughs> after doing after bullying a, a black gymnast off her team and lying to the school about how bad she was bullying her to get her to get off the team because she refused to like 
put up with racist slurs being like flung at her yeah okay um and the thing I wanted to talk about with um UCLA is that I feel like the things with UCLA a lot more insidious because they involve like the media like people know UCLA gymnastics I think more than any other school because their routines the last like five years or so have gone viral this year may be the first year where one of them don't we'll we'll see I guess how this season goes but usually they like the first two years um the routines that went viral was just like they organically went viral after that they were like clearly like making routines so they would go viral they had like the followers on social media that every other school hasn't doesn't have that made only their routines go viral and honestly it's been like aggravating the last couple years because um all of the routine all of the people that went viral are all women of color the majority of people have been black the one that I feel people may know the most is Caitlin Ohashi. She's not black. She is Asian. But she went, like, super viral in, like, 2018, 2019. Um, she, like, um, has been able to become, like, an influencer. And she actually is something, somebody who I'm really glad has a million followers on Instagram because she talks about, like, the abuse in the sport and... Um, body image issues like she had serious eating disorder problems because her elite level coach was very abusive so she's one that I'm very glad has like that the platform that she does because of her viral routine she did she's done like a ton of good with it um and but like all the other gymnasts from UCLA are all black and there are a lot of other gymnasts from other schools that had incredible routines from the last five years that were all about like celebrating their blackness and black excellence and all this kind of stuff that never get the attention that UCLA does. It was like they found a way to capitalize on it. And that's why I say that like the fact that they their coaches now have been like super exposed for covering up racism racism is super insidious because like they've been marketing they've been using their black gymnasts to market to get people to come to their meets to get people to want to sign up and um be on their and like come to their school and um be a gymnast at UCLA versus going anywhere else and none of it has really been legitimate and I feel like like a lot of people who like um women's gymnastics are kind of learning that but there's been a lot of like um hints along the way that for one reason or another people just didn't see and so I kind of wanted to go through some of those because I haven't liked UCLA really for like a long time for a while um it I've never really complete I've like always watched them but I've gone so the thing with UCLA is they had a coach, Valerie Condos Field, that was their coach for like almost 30 years. And she was known for making up really interesting floor routines, which is why some of them did go viral. Um, she retired a couple years ago. And so she 
like started off this whole thing of marketing the school as if like if you were abused in gymnastics come to UCLA and I'll treat you the way that you deserve to be treated and I'll make you help you love gymnastics again and blah 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 that was very much how everyone saw that school and saw her and everything people just saw that school as such a positive place to be um and that's very much how they marketed them they like make them like smile while they're doing their balance beam routine and it's like it doesn't work it doesn't look like they're having fun now that we know that you make them do that even if they don't want to they have to um that's no fun that doesn't make anything that's yeah that no um and but like so like that's what Val was kind of known for and like I started watching NCAA in like 2013 after I I got into gymnastics after the 2012 Olympics so that was the first season after the Olympics were done and as the years went on I just noticed that there was these patterns that kept happening in UCLA one of them was that they would tend to have like these really great recruits that were like top level like level 10 which is a level under elite or like top elite level recruits and they would usually compete like their freshman year maybe a little bit into their sophomore year and then they would start getting injured a lot and then like every time you saw them they would be they would have a different injury which can happen in gymnastics but it would happen enough where usually during like their junior year at some point they wouldn't be in like they wouldn't be on the roster anymore they wouldn't be competing anymore and we would find out later on that they like medically retired there was a lot of gymnasts on the UCLA team who medically retired like it was happening way 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 too much so that was like the first thing of like this is off this is wrong like you're either like recruiting way too many gymnasts onto your team which they definitely were um like some of their teams had like 20 people on it when there could only ever be like 13 scholarships like usually when you go to like when you're when you get like a spot on like an NCAA like top level like gymnastics team um it comes with like a full ride which means that you can get like your bachelor's degree without having to get any student loans um but like UCLA started having like these teams with like 19 20 people on it so they would have like a ton of gymnasts that were like walk-ons uh which essentially people who would try out for the team and make it and would be on the roster but like wouldn't be wouldn't get a scholarship and they would be like on the team competing with the rest which sounds fine but like when you have some of like your scholarship level athletes like stopping competing after like half their time of school and like just medically retiring for things then nobody and like kind of in the background that isn't really known it just happens or you have people like um seemingly stop competing and you don't understand why you're just like what's going on like for instance there is a gymnast named um Nikki 
uh, Shapiro. She competed in, like, 2016 um, as a freshman. They used her on beam, and then her sophomore year, she wasn't competing, and she was, like, like, all of the teams have, like, social media, so she was, like, posting the videos onto, like, their Snapchat and their Instagram stories, and, like, nobody, and, like, nobody was talking about, like, why she wasn't ever competing, why she was only doing the stories, why she was, like, not on the team roster anymore, like, as an athlete, when she wasn't, like, she had, like, some injuries, but she wasn't, like, seriously injured the year before that would warrant her needing to, like, medically retire, um, and it was just, and, like, I remember people online would ask her, like, you know, why aren't you competing, or why did you retire, or just, like, why are you, why aren't you competing, and she would say, like, really, um, vague things, like, that's a good question, and I was, like, Miss Val, like, clearly made her, like, kicked her off the team, competing-wise, for somebody else, like, that's the thing with, like, when it, for college gymnastics, they only have, like, like I said before, like, usually, like, 13 spots on a team for scholarships, and, um, sometime, like, if you have a gymnast that wants to come in, and, like, maybe start school, like, a year sooner than they were going to, which sometimes happens in the elite level world, like, some, like, elite gymnasts think that they, like, for instance, this happened a lot with UCLA for, like, the 2016 Olympics. There were some gymnasts like Kyla Ross, for instance, who was on the 2012 Olympic team. She thought that she wouldn't come to UCLA until, like, 2017 because she thought she was going to try to be on the Olympic team. And then in the beginning of, like, 2016, she decided she didn't want it. Her body was, like, too injured. She didn't want to do it anymore. So instead, she just went to UCLA, like, basically when the Olympics were going on and started, like, her college there, like, that year. But that was, like, a season sooner than people originally thought. And so, like, if a high-level athlete like her, like, who was a fucking Olympian, who was, and it was also a very, like, clean gymnast when she was at the elite level, so she would, clean by meaning, like, she had really good, like, form and technique, so she would score super high in NCAA, shows up and says that I want to start school a year early because I don't want to do elite anymore, yeah, the head coach is going to say yes to that, but the problem is, is that when that happens, that means that someone that was supposed to get be a scholarship athlete that was supposed to have a scholarship for that year and like compete on the team um was going to was now going was now going to lose their spot and be kicked off the team not because they did anything wrong but because they need to take they need to make room for this person that they know is going to get like high level scores for them it's a horrible thing, but it's, like, what they have to do, and so I'm pretty sure that's what happened with Nikki Shapiro, 
that some of the girls that were going to go for 2016 and then changed their minds ended up being on the team, so she got kicked off. And so for, like, two years, she was, like, the team manager. And then when Miss Val retired, she came back and competed for two more years. And so it was very obvious that Miss Val is the one that kicked her off the team and, like, told her that she couldn't do it when she obviously wanted to still because as soon as she was gone, she was allowed to compete again and did it for a couple years and really, like, seemed to really enjoy it. Um, And that was, like, a pattern that kept happening in UCLA. Like, there were a lot of gymnasts that would, like, get injured and just disappear or they would just disappear because they had to make room for all the other people that they had signed up like years before and they were not having to make room for. Um, And there are also just like weird things happening like that I didn't like with like Val when she was in charge of the team. Like she had this habit of always giving black gymnasts like African beats like kind of floor music which is super stereotypical and just, like, annoying, and she was, usually when you go to, like, college, you get a, um, you get to decide, like, what you want your, um, like, what you want your floor music to sound like, but Val was, like, well, super well known for her choreography for floor, so that was not the case at UCLA, like, she did your floor routine, you didn't really get a choice with what you got, you just got what you got, and had to, like, and just, like, made the best of what they gave you, um, but, like, yeah, so that kind of stuff would happen a lot, and the other stuff that happened with UCLA that I always really didn't like is that Val and the other coaches, by extension, clearly played favorites, and, like, you should never be able to tell something like that, that, the coach clearly has favorites that they like help over the other girls um like for instance there was a gymnast that I really liked I can't remember her name because I'm tired I'm sorry (laughs) um but she was one of those walk-on gymnasts and it was during a couple years where a lot of like the top level like, elite-level recruits for UCLA weren't at the school yet, or the ones that were there got injured, so they couldn't compete, and so they really needed somebody, and she was, like, a total surprise. She was super consistent. She did the all-around every week, and she always hit her routines. She just did an amazing job for them when they really, really needed it, Um, and then during, like, her junior year, like I said, sometimes happens, at UCLA, um, like, as more people add on to the team, like, some certain people fade, and, like, all that, you could tell that her junior year is when a lot of, like, people like Kyla Ross and stuff like that joined the team, and so she felt, they had her try to, like, upgrade her routines to doing, like, harder skills, even though in NCAA, you don't really need to do that. Like, she tried to do a double layout on floor and got injured. They, like, changed her bar routine around, even though... And, like, 
she never felt comfortable with it and had a lot of problems with it um and made some mistakes and stuff but she went from being in the all-around in like every meet to competing maybe like once like at the end of the year and the thing that is hard is that like she would sometimes like fall on bars or fall on beam when she had never fallen before and then you wouldn't see her compete again for like the month after that and the thing that was hard was that there were other gymnasts on the team at the same time that she was there that would fall but would always get more chances like there was another gymnast on the same team on the team the same time as her that I can remember who both of them fell in like the last meet of the year on beam and then the first meet of the year which is like the postseason meet like conference championships which is a big meet for an NCAA gymnastics world um like the one that I'm thinking of that was like one of my favorite gymnasts didn't compete on anything but the girl that had fallen like her got to compete on beam again and fell again and and still got the spot in like the regional competition over her like the girl that I like was relegated to only bars she fell on it and was never seen again for the rest of the postseason but the but her, her other teammates would fall and they would keep getting all these chances to keep competing and keep making mistakes but like she was never allowed that same choice it shouldn't be like that and in a sport like gymnastics especially at a, at a school where the um where like the coach is picking the lineup you should be picking the people that are consistently hitting their routines and that's it and are doing the best for the team that is best for what they need in that moment you should not be playing favorites you should not be putting people into lineups because you like their routine even though they keep falling because you just keep hoping that they'll improve it puts so much pressure on that gymnast and it's obvious to everyone else around them that you're playing favorites that there's clearly gymnasts that you like more than other ones and you're giving them all the opportunities in the world to do that instead of treating them how you sh how you would treat everybody else like it's not fair to have some gymnasts like that gymnast that i loved like basically just disappear during her senior year and the end of her junior year like she should have been like she held that team on her back for two and a half years without having a scholarship she didn't get a scholarship until her senior year and did all that while other people with the scholarship were like not competing or were kicked off the team and she still didn't get one and then um while it's just it's not f there's clearly something going on there with the team when things like that are happening and then the big thing that happened with UCLA was Miss um, Val put out when she was announced she was going to retire. She put out like a memoir kind of thing. And I didn't read it. A friend of mine read it at the time who at the time really liked her. And after she read the book, she uh, didn't like her anymore. 
because she put a lot of things in there that showed like kind of racist ideals that she still had like the story that I remember seeing was her talking about how in like 2001 2002 like a long time ago early 2000s there was a gymnast on her team who was black who had cornrows in and told her that she was not allowed to compete with her hair like that and she would have to take them out because the coaches didn't because the um, judges didn't think that it was professional and she was and she was never going to compete and she didn't and like the thing that Miss Val used to say is that she always wanted all of her gymnasts to look to like look really nice to look like put together it was a very like the idea of looking classy which is a classist bullshit thing to say anyway but it's what Miss Val used to say and so she straight up told this like black gymnast named Jeanette Antolin who actually I'm pretty sure went to the Olympics for Canada um she told her straight to her face that she was not allowed to compete for UCLA with her hair like that because it was seen as unprofessional and like ghetto and that she had to take the hair out and she eventually convinced her to take the hair out because she wanted to compete uh and she and then like she was talking about this because Caitlin Ohashi when she was on the team and like just a couple years ago she did her hair the same sort of way and told her the same thing. Um, you can't compete with your hair like that. You need to take it out. And it, like, I don't know, I don't even think I need to add more to that story to show, like, why that shows, like, why that that school was never what people thought it was. And, um, and then in, after she retired, one of um the fat like her former gymnasts um the girl's name is Alyssa Beckerman um she was she had a very hard time in gymnastics she was on the 2000 women's olympic team which was a very abusive time in the sport um that was the first team that like Bella Caroli and like Bella and Marta Caroli were in charge of that was when they started doing like the whole everybody going to like their ranch and having to go to team camps that didn't stop until everything with Larry Nassar came out um and so they were kind of like a lot of the gymnasts went through like horrific treatment at those camps because nobody was really watching them and they could get away with some pretty terrible stuff and there was a lot of coaches in like the late 90s early 2000s that were having their gymnast do way too much and leading to like big like health problems that um that they hadn't stopped yet like there was someone on the 2000 olympic team um kristen maloney who also went to ucla who openly competed with a stress fracture in her leg for like over a year and like her coaches all knew this like the commentators on the competitions all openly talk about it a stress fracture is a fucking fracture in your leg if you compete gymnastics on it that would be so painful and also there's the risk of it like compound fracturing that could like risk your life she like ended up she only competed for three years at ucla because she had to miss like two and a half years of like almost 
almost three full years of competition because of that leg being so messed up from competing for so long on a, on a stress fracture that she had to complete she had to do so many surgeries on it before she could even think about doing gymnastics again because of how messed up it was um as an example of how things were at that time and like Alyssa Beckerman was in alternate for the 2000 Olympic team she people thought that when somebody got someone got injured on the team they thought that she would join the team but she didn't they picked Tasha Swigert instead so that was really hard and then she went to UCLA and Miss Val treated her horribly because she would like ask her questions it was nothing big if you google Alyssa Beckerman you will find like the posts that she made about Miss Val and like the blog I believe that she wrote and it's really bad it's really bad bullying her calling her fat like literally to her face calling her fat and like when she had some like um injury problems after that like questioning how much food she was eating when they would when the whole team would go out for dinner or something she would like ne- she would like put her make her do all this shit to, um to, for her to compete like the story that i remember the most was like what her la- the last time she was supposed to compete at a meet um she was supposed to do like she did beam and floor and I think I think those were the two that she did and Val comes up to her and tells her that she's too fat to do floor and she can't compete floor and she was like well if I'm if like it's too much if I'm too fat for like floor then I can't do beam either can I and she said that because she knew that UCLA like her team really really needed her floor her beam routine so she was like testing Val of being like well like do you really I know you really need me um so what are you gonna do and so she did her like last beam routine and that was it um she never competed for them ever again she ended up dropping off the team and quitting and there's an entire story of how much pressure Miss um, Val put on her just for, like, trying to stand up for some of the other gymnasts on the team. She didn't even do anything bad. But because she wouldn't go along with everything Val said and just, like, drink the Kool-Aid and, like, was, like, questioning some of her things or, like, asking her why she was making certain decisions, she just bullied her relentlessly until she could get her to medically retire and like that's why like when I tell when I think about those stories of the gymnasts who medically retired I know that's exactly what happened to them and is probably still happening to this day because if Val did that like Alyssa Beckerman was on her team after the 2000 Olympics like she retired back in like I don't know 2005 something like that if she was doing that back then and we still have people disappearing from their roster every year because they were medically retiring up to like two or three years ago then that's exactly what she still does when you don't think that she's great when you ask her questions about things 
when you don't like something she said or did or choices she made with the lineup and you try to stand use like the fact that you're an elite level gymnast a top gymnast that you know the school needs and you use your position in order to try to advocate for your other gymnasts on your team and she like relentlessly bullies you after that until you medically retire it's pretty easy to see that that system is still going and like when this scandal came out in like 2019 I think it was like huge in the gymnastics world like Miss Val went on like a podcast called Gymcastic that I hate the host of it loves Miss Val which is why one of the reasons why I hate it and they tried to interview her about what she the things she said she didn't understand she wouldn't admit to knowing anything but it was just after all of that it's almost like frustrating to me that there are people right now that are hearing the stories about what's going on with the gymnasts on the current team and are like shocked and surprised that these coaches are treating their gymnasts this badly because it's like you all heard Alyssa Beckerman's story you all saw all the gymnasts that would medically retire or like disappear off the team there was even a gymnast that was like added onto the team that had like barely even done gymnastics before and it came out later that like her dad was somebody highly connected to the university so they like literally like broke NCAA rules to put her on the team when she couldn't even do gymnastics because her dad was like friends with them things like that was happening for a long time and it was not like hidden well at all that these things were happening like the um the athlete right now that's speaking out a lot about what's going on the team name is Marzetta Frazier when she was a freshman in 2019 she was supposed to go on floor and everybody really liked her floor routine it was like her doing like vogue like the dance style that like drag queens like um kind of innovated with and it was a big it was like a a big deal for her to um honor like the queer community in that way at UCLA and so it was like the first um like postseason competition which is a big deal and right before she was supposed to do floor she was suddenly pulled off the lineup and wasn't doing floor anymore and when they showed her on the sidelines you could tell that she was really emotional and trying not to cry and she was really upset and during and like on twitter her dad said that she like spoke up because she saw something because she saw something going on in the team that she didn't like and because she spoke up miss val like took her out of the floor lineup to punish her for it and so like that was happening just a couple that was like miss val's last year's coach but the problem is that the, all of the coaches that are currently there were all coaches for years and years and years under Miss Val. And when you have like a certain, when like coaches leave like a top school like that, that have been there for a long time, that a lot of people respect. If you, if you keep people that were part of that system for a long time that don't want to change it, then all of like their system and their racist bullshit 
and their favoritism and all of the issues that they have are just going to keep going. Like, that's what actually happened in Alabama. There was a coach at Alabama that was, Sarah Patterson was her name. She, her and her husband were the coach at Alabama for, like, 40 years. And back in, like, 2015, I think, she retired um, because of, like, just, she had, like, she was getting old. And she had, like, back problems and couldn't do it physically anymore. So she retired. And the lady, Dana, Dana Duckworth, that I mentioned earlier, was, like, one of her assistant coaches for, like, since she was an athlete at the school in the early 90s. So, like, she was very inundated in that system and thought that how they were doing things was fine. That's why they, that's why she fucking called up a black athlete's mom and tried and basically slut-shamed her because uh, she thought that that was okay to do. And, like, that's why this stuff is happening at UCLA right now. Because all of the coaches were part of Val's system and wanted to keep it going. Didn't want to change anything. Didn't see anything wrong with what they were doing, even though there's everything wrong with everything they were doing. And, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm just, I'm so frustrated by the fact that this is making people, like, gymnastics fans realize how bad things at UCLA have been and it's like how did you listen to a gymnast of Miss Val's tell you that she straight up called her fat to her face and we saw gymnasts that were forced to retire and then were magically able to come back and compete for multiple seasons who clearly didn't actually need to retire but were forced to because of who the head coach was at the time like how do you see all of these things like, clearly happening. Like, they had, like, a black excellence meet last year that was, like, nice to see, but was also clearly very performative. Like, how do you watch them doing all of this and not see that they are not genuine? Like, I don't know. I just wish I could get people to understand that if you're sitting there talking about how nice you are, how great you are, how you're not abusive, how you're not racist, how, like, wonderful you are, how you're the best coach there is, how you create, like, a safe environment for everyone, and you never make any mistakes, and you're clearly the best school for everyone to go to, that that's automatically a red flag. Because you're putting yourself out there as, like, the cure to everybody's problem, and that's just not how any of this actually goes. The people that are just doing what they do in the background and trying to help gymnasts as they realize mistakes that have been made are the ones that are actually those places because they don't have a big fucking ego where they need to build up this like persona for themselves to make it look like they're perfect. They can just be how they are. I don't really have anything of how to end this episode besides just to say that I um, I honestly don't know what's going to happen with the UCLA team this year. Like, they have a lot of, like, a lot of their freshmen from this year are, were, like, Olympians or, uh, or Olympic alternates for, like, the, um for like the Tokyo Olympics and 
they have a lot of super high level recruits that are supposed to be coming in in the next few years and I honestly don't have any belief or trust that the school will do the right thing and get rid of all of these coaches so I honestly don't know what a lot of these gymnasts for the future are going to do if some of them that aren't there yet can break their um break like their recruitment and try to transfer to another school without being penalized or or it's just awful to think about the gymnasts that are on the team right now that are supposed to be in like enjoying college and are now having to deal with this and not and knowing that there isn't like a clear way to fix this like I don't even know what they could possibly like I if I could like the dream scenario of course is that they would fire the whole coaching staff and start over again. But th- they would have to find somebody completely new. Like, that's the thing. Um, and they had chances. One thing I didn't mention in the past was Jordan Weber, who was on the 2012 Olympic team. She's the one that missed out on the all-around. She was a UCLA coach for, like, vault and floor. Floor especially. And she... When she was on their team, they did so much better on floor because she was actually a really good gymnast. Like, she taught them, like, technique really well that has been seriously lacking, that was seriously lacking before she got there and after she left. She, but, um, when Miss Val retired, they didn't make her their head coach. They made Chris Waller their head coach, someone who had been the coach under Val for, like, over 20 years. So she left, and she is now the head coach for Arkansas. And she's creating, like, her own system there. Like, her fiancé, soon husband-to-be Chris Brooks, who was on the 2016 men's Olympic team, um, is, like, her assistant coach. Kyla Ross and Felicia Hano, who uh, were both former UCLA, like, star gymnasts, are her, like, coaches on the team. She's clearly bringing, like, people that she likes and she gets along with that have the same idea about gymnastics as her to her team and creating, like, a good environment for her gymnasts. Like, the gymnasts on that team have improved, like, a lot, a lot, so much in the last, like, two or three years since she's been there. So, like, UCLA had that chance. Like, they could have made Jordan their head coach and, like, fixed their entire system and got rid of all of the toxic shit that they have where the thing where the situation that they're in right now would not be happening to their two senior like gymnasts would not be having to talk to a podcast to talk about how they're covering up racism while making them compete at a mlk day meet wearing a black lives matter leo and acting like they care about black women when they're gaslighting them and threatening to kick them off the team for bringing up racism that happened within the team so it's like none of this would be happening if they would have done that but they didn't they didn't want to change the current like culture of the team they didn't care they didn't see anything wrong with it so now it's like almost too late um and like they could fire the coaches and bring somebody else but 
only if I can actually trust that they would actually bring somebody else in who wouldn't perpetuate the exact same thing that has been happening on this team for so long now. So yeah, I'm going to stop talking now. I'm proud of myself for my voice still being there throughout this entire episode. I'll check in whenever I think of something else to say.